and help our thoughts, um, or help ourselves understand our thoughts. So you move it, move the trash can from one location to a new location, and then again monitor how often you return back to that location. And doing that again, allow this to be a reminder of how the mind keeps up with things that we do. It becomes accustomed to the things that we do. In making this uh, applicable to tonight's show, and as I was thinking about this trash can concept earlier, not only does it keep up with our goings and our doings, such as the trash can, but think of it this way. If If your life has been one way all of your life, or your perception is that it has been one way all of your life, whether you've been in an abusive relationship, um, you've never felt really happy, anything that you can equate this to, think of that. If that's what you have allowed to root into your life, that's what you know. That's what your mind remembers. That's what your thoughts predict, and that's where your thoughts will guide you. And remember what happens with our thoughts. You sow a thought, you reap an action. You sow an action, you reap habits. You sow habits, you reach character, and your character creates your destiny. It's basically who you are and where you're going. So who you are is is very important, and those thoughts and those actions can tell you who you think you are or who you are allowing yourself to be maybe is a better way to say that. So keep that trash can concept in mind. Keep it in motion, meaning continue to move it. Um, and continue continue to think about the thoughts that you are sowing because, again, those thoughts are creating habits in your life and it is setting the stage for your destiny. Um, I'm going to read the description for tonight's show, which is, again, what's the root of it all. And I'm going to read, I don't do this always, as you know, but I do want to read this one again because this is an important, probably one of the most important shows of butterfly evolution, and and we will get into the whys of that. But I'm going to read the description word for word. Some of you may have seen it, but many of you do not have Facebook and you you don't have an opportunity to, to get to read this. So the description goes as this. The word root is defined as part of the body or plant that develops typically from the radical and grows downward in the soil. Now, what does this mean and how is it applicable to life? First, ask yourself, what has grown downward in your soul? What's the root of it all? All your fear, all of your unforgiveness, all of your bitterness, all of your anger, all of your insecurities, all of your your inabilities to love unconditionally. What has grown downward in your soul and taken root in your heart? Proverbs 4 and 23 tells us, above all else, guard your heart for everything, everything you do flows from it. And I want to read that again. Proverbs 4 and 23, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. What do you do and what's flowing from your heart and your roots? A good method to utilize in answering this question is to examine your former and current destination while also examining each journey taken to reach these destinations. And again, I'm still reading the description. Second, are you operating in the fruits of the Spirit and the will of God? 
We run from relationship to relationship, job to job, car to car, and or a new piece of wardrobe or furniture, but nothing seems to consistently work or provide that joy and peace that surpasses all. We often find ourselves in the same situations with maybe not the same person, but the same type of person in our life, or maybe going through the same old thing time after time. Remember, you can run, but you can't hide. So stop running, start digging, for when you dig, you will find the root, and there you will find the weeds that have taken root and grown downward in your soul. And I want to share, before going any further, I want to share how this topic came about And I want to be very, very careful tonight and remain or basically stay stay on topic tonight because, again, this topic is, again, probably one of the most important shows that the Butterfly Evolution will ever do because I feel like it's really going to help you, hopefully, if you so desire to dig deep and determine why is it that the small things make you so angry? Why is it that someone can pull out in front of you and you blow up instantly. Why is it that someone can say something to you um, and you totally take it out of context and blow up to that? Why is it that it can start raining and your your mood is altered instantly? You know, when the small things, when we start to realize that the small things get us up in an uproar, it, it changes or alters our being, our, our moods, our life. Those things, it's not the small things. It is not the small things that you're reacting to. It's the things that you've allowed, we've allowed, to settle and take root in our soul, just as you plant a seed and it's going to root in that soil and it's going to grow. And you think about how you you can have a root that will break ground. It will stop up your septic system, it will crack your your concrete in your home or wherever. So when you think about the root for plants and you make that applicable to your life, think about what the root does. And if we think about what we've allowed, maybe not so much allowed if we take it back to childhood, some of the things that been, have been put upon us that we've not dealt with, we've not addressed. No one has said, hey, listen, Let's talk about this. Let's help you deal with this. But from childhood on, there's so many things that we've gone through and we go through, and then life happens, and because life happens, we just continue to bury things on top of each other, just continue to bury them to the point where we don't know who we are, we don't know what we're living for, we don't know our purpose. There simply is just no joy. And what I'm finding as I continue to live this life, even my own life, that that really consistently keeping your mind focused on being happy and um, living this life more abundantly, as as the word tells us, God came that we have life more abundantly. You know, it's a process. It's a daily process to fight those battles. Um, And one reason is because we have so much rooted within us that we have not dealt with, that we do not deal with. And so the way that this topic came about is a couple, well, you know, as you as you know, hopefully most of you know that we were supposed to do this show last Monday, but 
technology did not see fit, um, and so it did not happen. But a couple of Saturdays ago, I, I had a friend that was working in my yard and was pulling up trees that, plants, I call them trees, whatever, there was many of them, and when I initially moved in my house, they were they were pretty, they were okay. They were just okay. But as time went on, I despised. They were right in the front of my house. I despised the plants. I mean, truly despised them. Just hated the the, the view of them. So I had consistently asked a number of people about removing them. Something always came up. Uh, many people said, why do you want to take them, take them up? They'll grow back. They'll turn green. All, all kinds of excuses, well, reasons not to take it up. Um, had one instance where a person was going to take them up, but the time did not work for me, so that did not work. But fast forward, as uh, my friend was taking up the, the trees, roots, whatever they are, the trees, and trying to get the root of it out, which was a difficult process because they've been there many, many, many years. But as I saw that process, it just took took me back to life and how things plant within us. Anger plants with us within us because because of something that has happened to us, something that we perceive or whatever. We'll get into that a little bit more, but. This show came about from that because, again, I'm sitting there thinking about life. And ironically, my friend, before I could speak it, I don't think I was going to speak it. I just was having my butterfly evolution moment and um, just kind of encountering that moment. But he said, you know, this basically reminds me of of what gets into people and and that kind of thing. I don't know word for word. But that just took me in another place. Um, and so that's the reason for this show. That's what it, that's how this show came about. So life life happening, um, and, and that in itself is profound because as I think about this day and I, I look back thinking about how, how many times I've wanted those up, what if God, well, I'm not going to say what if. I feel that God had his hand even in this moment, this profound time to where you need you, Tammy, needed to get some revelation from this. And to me, it just speaks profoundly about how, how how God operates, how God orchestrates our lives and the things that happen in our lives. And if we would just look for God in every situation, there's something to come out of it. So rather than looking at those situations, allowing them to root in our lives and plant the, and plant the wrong seeds in our lives, you know, if we start to look for God even in the things that seem messy, even in our times of confusion, he's there. But so often we get so wrapped up in ourselves, so wrapped up in our past, and so wrapped up in what we see until we forget to say, where are you in this, God? What can I get out of this so that it will bring glory to you and your kingdom, to your word? So that's that's something first that you could write down there. Look for God in every situation, even in the things that that feel like God can't be in this. And, and if we go back to Scripture, God says that all things work to our good, all things. So if you're in a messy situation, which most cases we put, put ourselves there, um, God can work that out. But we have to in, in, invite God into our situations, bring the word, bring prayer, 
ask God to reveal himself, ask God for discernment um, and deliverance through all situations, and what can I get out of this that will help me grow in my spiritual world, to grow spiritually. So that's how it came about, came about, and so here we are. Now, as I mentioned, I do want to stay on topic tonight. I don't want to deviate from this in any way. So I'm going to take, I read the description to you, and I'm going to take this um, and break it down, and we're going to move forward with the show. Because we've had some people come in um, after we started, I want to just say this. If you did not hear, it is a show that I'm asking that everyone gets pen and paper so that you can write some of these steps down, some of the questions down. And I give all of this show to God tonight because as I worked on it, well, not last Monday, but not today, but the last Monday because we were supposed to have it last Monday, you know, God just was revealing things to me and questions to me. And not just for you all because as I share with you, um, I was thinking today, I know we've been doing this show since 2000. Uh, 11, and it requires much research. I read a lot. I reflect a lot. But even in the midst of that, there are days where I truly, truly struggle, truly, truly struggle emotionally trying to just pick myself up and, and not let life get you down, not let your situation, what it looks like, get you down um, based on the things that you want out of life. And the more and more I look around and see people, and I'm I'm just becoming more in tune where I'm really trying to get a feel of where people are in their lives because I'm trying to figure out where I'm going and where I, where I am in my life and what, I, what next for me. But it seems that people have such a lack of hope um, that they're just living life day to day, that they, are, they have become accustomed to whatever it is now. My past is now my future. It's my now. It's my everything. I I cannot go beyond this moment. This is as good as it gets, if they feel that this is as good as it gets. So it seems like people are just lifeless, lifeless, like we're the walking dead. And I'll just be honest with you, it makes me wonder sometimes, Lord, you know, how much longer? Because I I just don't see the joy in people um, today. Even in our in our young people, you know, it just seems like there's problem after problem, issue after issue. And why is that? Because the people before us have the same bondage, the same roots. They've not been delivered. They've not dealt with things. They've not been honest with themselves about their issues, their woes, their, their things that have rooted in their soul. They've not. So now you have, have people trying to show people how to live life happily that are not living it happily themselves. They're not experiencing the fruit of the Spirit. They're not experiencing that love, that joy, that peace, that forbearance, that kindness, that goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, that self-control. If you think about those things in your own life, and maybe you want to write those down, that's Galatians uh, 5 and 22 through 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Ask yourself, do you have those things in your life today? If so, great. If not, why? Why not? 
What can you do to produce those fruits? What seeds can you plant in your soul that will produce the fruits of the Spirit? Certainly, number one is the Word of God and prayer. Without that, there's no soil, there's no seed, there's no spirit, there's nothing. And a lot of people are experiencing looking hopeless and feeling hopeless is because they've traded God in for the world. As you've heard me say, we've not conformed to the patterns of this world, but we've become addicted to the patterns of this world. We are the world. So how can we be the world, of the world, in the world, and still serve God and expect joy and happiness, expect the fruits of the Spirit? So um, reflect upon that as well. But getting back to staying on the topic, and I want to remind you that the lines are open. If at any time you want to select the number one, I do want to hear all of your comments and questions about this. If it's something that you're going through, if it's something that you feel that you've allowed to plant in your soul that you um, can't seem to dig up and release and get away from, share it with us tonight um, and we can pray for you or maybe someone else can share with you or I can about, you know, ways to overcome. Sometimes it's just a, just a way or, or a matter of saying, hey, this is how I'm feeling, this is what I'm going through. So often we keep it in, we keep it in that soil, we keep it in our own dirt, um, and people don't realize. I won't say people don't realize. People just don't say, hey, I know, I see your pain. You're not hiding it well. They just don't do that, and we should, because if you're experiencing something, most cases there's someone right in your circle that has that same seed planted in their soul that they are they are dealing with that's producing um, bad fruit in their life. So let's stay on topic here, and I'm going to get back to breaking it down. The root word or the word root is defined as part of a body or plant that develops typically from the radical and grows downward in the soil um, in order to kind of break that down, and that's the first part of the description of the show. Let's look at the word radical because it says, or plant that develops typically from the radical and grows downward in the soil. And for for the sake of tonight's show, we are replacing soil with our soul. Radical basically means fundamental, essential, and deep-seated. The word that I chose for the sake of tonight's show is deep-seated. So what does this mean and how is it applicable to your life? Going back to the definition of root, meaning that it typically develops from the radical and grows downward in the soil. So let's look at life. What is it? And we're going to get to some questions here pretty soon, but what is it that whether you've planted it or you've, someone else have have planted it, has planted it, or you've allowed someone else to plant it, what is it, again, that you've, that's in your soul? It doesn't matter who put it there, how it got there at this point, because you are responsible for your life and the happiness and, and moving forward in your life. So let's take, for, for right now, let's remove the who, what, why, and let's focus on what's there and how is it affecting your life. So 
what, again, this is a question that you want to write down, um, making it applicable to life, the part of your life that develops from your life and grows downward in your soul, it sits there and produces, again, anger, fear, pain, whatever you're going through, disappointment, unworthiness, low self-esteem, those bad habits makes you feel resentful, um, bitter, sometimes overeat, you know, it goes on into our physical world as well, overspending, overcompensating. So I know for me, since this show has, has began back in 2011, it has allowed me to dig deep in so many things that you sometimes you just forget that they're there and you think that you're an angry, angry person because, hey, I'm just angry because I'm angry. That's just the way it is. Everybody else is angry. And you don't get down to something. That, it could be something that has happened to you years and years, sometimes when you were a child and you've not dealt with it. And I think for the most part, many, many people, families or, or people and everybody, we just don't deal with the truth. But as I learned to look um, to look deeply into my life and try to see my life in a different perspective, which is God's perspective, when we begin to see ourselves as God sees us, we would then see that we're whole. The Word tells us that we're made whole, that we lack nothing. I knew whatever was in my past, whoever I was in my past, whatever happened to me in my past, whatever I went through, it doesn't matter. I'm a new new creature in Christ. I'm the head, not the tail. And I'm a deliverer, I'm a conqueror, and I'm a, most of all the child of the Most High God, of the God, our God. And that whatever battles I face, they're not my battles that I should give them over. So, and continue to just seek God, seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. But we don't do that. We get stuck. Again, we only see what we see, which is our life, our past, our present. And we don't, we forget to look for God. We forget to apply God's word to our life. And we allow that seed to sit. And then our thoughts, our actions, water and feed that seed. And that seed begins to grow. And now someone pulls out in front of you and there you go. You're a whole new person. Or someone says something to you and there you go. You're a whole new person because whatever they said watered or waters that seed and it grows, it festers, and your response is not basically to them, but to your life, your past, the things that you've allowed to root. So that, uh, again, would be your, I think that's your third question, and hopefully you guys are keeping up there, but um, what is it? And this could be a number of things. There's going to be some more questions that, that I'm going to ask you that may help you come back to this portion and elaborate a bit more um, because, again, you want to know where is all of that coming from? Why is it there? Why haven't you dealt with it? Can you deal with it? Some things we're holding on to or we have planted that's never going to produce a flower, joy, the fruits of the Spirit. Some things, if you realize, hey, this is not producing anything in my life. 
anything fruitful, anything joyful, anything peaceful. And that's one thing we have to realize. If it's something in your life that is causing you turmoil, that you can't say, okay, Lord, I give it up to you. The battle is not mine. It's yours. You fight my battles. You order my steps. Then why are we dwelling on it? Why are we just going out every morning, every afternoon, every minute, every day of our lives, feeding it? Because every time we respond with that anger or react in a way that we know we're not, we're feeding that root. Not just watering it. You've gone and got some plant food. You're you're feeding it. You're nurturing it. So moving on, There's uh, this is going to be the step one here. And I see we've had some more people come in. I really uh, want everyone to just get pen and paper for this show and note some of these questions and take the time after the show to go back and answer these questions. And if I ask something that you want to answer on the show tonight, I mean, that would be great. Welcome it. The more we can communicate with each other and share what we're going through, silence is Satan's territory. Silence. Because if we don't speak up, and I'm, I mean, this is really for me, really in a mighty way, if we don't speak up about the things that matter, um, the things that bother us, the things that we're going through, the things that we just got to let that pride go. Pride is, is Satan's, oh, wow, pride and silence, because pride will make you silent. And then Satan says, I got you because you feel isolated, you feel alone, you feel like even God has left you. The worst root, the worst seed to plant and let grow. It will tear up your life. It will allow you to get in situations that you didn't have to be in because you just was too pride to speak up. So step one, um, and you had some questions before this, but this is really getting into the to the deep part. So step one, categorize your life, and this is um, where you want to start writing down, and you can kind of just um, shorthand here so we can move move forward. But if I need to repeat anything, just select the number one or let me know on the chat line for those of you who are out there. But step one is to categorize your life using the following while listing the most important person in your life during each time or category of your life. So basically, there's four um, categories that I listed here, which is your childhood, your teenage years, your adulthood, and your now. So that's okay if you're an adult and you're still now, but I'm looking at that in two different ways. So categorize your life using the following, um, and then list the most important person in your life during these times. So your childhood, um, who was the most important person in your life at that time? Now, it doesn't mean, just, just, just don't take that any further, just my childhood. Who was the most important person to you? We're not going to get into how they what they meant to you, what they did, how they did, if they did, just childhood, who was this, the most important person to you. Then teenage years, same thing. Adulthood, same thing. And then the now, basically, who is the most important person? Who is the most important person in your life right now? Okay? So 
childhood, teenage years, adulthood, and the now. Uh, most important person in your life at that time. Step two, categorize the people and their role in your life, and that's why I wanted to put emphasis on that, the role in your life. So it doesn't have to be one person. So if you go back to the childhood, the teenage years, the adulthood, and the now, categorize the people, and this is where it could be more than one, should be probably more than one, and their role in your life. Okay, meaning, um, for instance, their natural role. It could be your father, your mother, your aunt, and your your uncle, teacher, friend, cousin, whoever whomever was in your life during these times. Um, categorize those people and list as many as you possibly can for those four categories. And you you do want to do that for the now as well. It's very important that you complete the process from childhood to than now. The second part of step two is, did this person, did he or she fulfill their prospective role in your life? Yes or no. So this is where you have listed people, several people, um, their natural role in your life. Again, it could be father, mother, whomever. And did this person, according to you, did this person fulfill their prospective role in your life. For example, fathers have a prospective role in your life. And since most of our people are, are well, I'm just going to deal with the women. I'm a woman. Fathers have um, a very, very, very important role um, from the beginning in in a daughter's life and in a son's life as well. You know, parents, I can re- re- all of mothers, we're all just kind of in all that the first words are dada. When mother has carried you for nine months, feeds you, sometimes even breastfeed you, they, see you, they can see you all day, but usually the first words is dada. That, that says something that speaks volumes as to the role that our males play, whether you are a father or brother an uncle, you have no idea, no idea what your absence will will allow to root or allow to, what seeds it will plant in uh, your sister, your daughter's, um, even your mother's soul. You have no idea. So that's where you want to get into that. Did this person, and again, this is, this is for you unless you want to share it, but it is so important to say, did yes, yes or no, did this person fulfill their prospective role in my life? And if you want to take it further, grade them. And when I say grade them, I say A through C because I don't think anybody ever really fails you. I think that they just, they're just misguided, um, and they give you what they feel that they can give you. They love you to the best of their ability. Um, so if you're going to grade someone, for me, I just say A through C, um, because giving someone an F, I just think just kind of, just doesn't sit well with me. Um, but do that as you see fit. Number three, was the person or persons capable of fulfilling, and get this, was the person capable of fulfilling his or her prospective role in your life? Again, yes or no question, and if you want to elaborate more on that, um, 
in your answering of the questions, do so. But if the person was capable but chose not to, why do you feel he or she made this choice? And that goes back to the grading part of it. If the person was not capable, why or why not? Maybe he or she were on drugs, in jail, hurting themselves, or just chose not to. It's important for you to understand the people that you saw as important in your life versus the people that were in your life and the role that they played in your life. Because there's where you're going to start to recognize or understand how to deal with some of the seeds. Because I feel the best way to understand you is to go back and look at the people that were in your life at that time, what they were going through, how they raised you, what they instilled in you, what was going, now that you're older and you're here and you did life a little bit and you understand that sometimes life throws you lemons and not everybody knows how to make the lemonade. They don't know how to put just the right amount of sugar in it. They just don't know how to do life in some areas because they're just like you in some point. There's something rooted in them that they've not dealt with. So it may be a thin area there that 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 keeps them, not because they don't love you, not because they don't want to, but in most cases they don't know how to get over their stuff and do life with you or do life in a way that you get what you need to be productive, to to embrace and enjoy the fruits of the Spirit. As I think about the fruits of the Spirit, some of us are so caught up in our mess, we don't feel that we are worthy or capable of the fruits of the Spirit. Why? Because the greatest commandment says, love God with all your soul, heart, mind, your strength, everything. Number one, do we really? Ask yourself, do you really? Does your life say that you do? Because if you really love someone, and look how we love each other on, on this earth today, in this world. Look how we look, look how, look, if you'd had to define the word love just by what you see from the people who claim to be in love or love, in not just relationship, even family-wise, relationship, whatever, you know, we throw that word around so mm, scarcely. I mean, we just throw it around. I love apples. I love whatever. But if you, if you, if we had to describe love based on how love is shown, we'd have to change the definition. So, some of these things we just don't feel like we are, we deserve. We don't love God. We say that we do, but if we did, and we really understood what love means, we'd live life a bit differently. Because some of the things that we walk around today holding on to, you know, think about the people um, that are in the hospital that would love another chance to say, you know what, pull out in front of me. It's okay. You're probably keeping me from something down the road rather than I'm going to curse you out because you've, you've, you've pulled out in front of me. Maybe it was an accident. Maybe it was, I mean, they just didn't mean to literally pull out in front of you. And that's when you have to recognize that there's stuff in me that I need to get out. I mean, I I used to just drop something, break something, and it would send me into a frenzy. Like, really? Seriously? 
you alter your whole mood, you change everything because something, you drop something, you knock something over. There was something deeper. So getting back to the topic, and I just gave you, you were on step two. Number one um, was their natural role in your life, uh, the categorizing the people, and we ended up with number three, um, talking about if the person was capable um, of fulfilling their perspective role in your life. Number four, how or if how or if you were affected positively or negatively, has it left a scar or deep roots on your life, in your life? So all of these questions before will, will help you flow into number four. And be honest with yourself. Again, this is for you. You don't have to share this with anyone. If it comes to a point in your life where you want to share it with someone, do so. But you don't have to. It's a way of helping you kind of see where you are in the now. So how or or did it affect you positively or negatively, and what scars has it left? What roots has, has, has this planted in your life? Um, and a good way to kind of determine that, think about the responses, the things that blow you up, the things that take you over the top. Um, even in the way that we communicate, um, we are, most times we say something and the way that people, a person perceives it is totally, totally so off in most cases than what you really meant. And I know sometimes I, I clearly know that this person has really don't has no clue what I just meant and what I said. And I had gotten to a point where, you know, I don't even really care. I, I know what I meant. But when we do that, we close the door. We allow the door to close and we're watering another seed. Because, you know, those roots will just, you can plant one thing and it will allow several to grow from one seed. So think about that in your life, your soul, the things. And remember, guard your heart. Above all else, it says, above all else, guard your heart. So we have to also be careful that for for who comes in our life, and we need to stop trying to be the good person in every situation. As you've heard me say, as I was going through, um, uh, I went through biblical counseling at Bellevue. And for those of you who are in Memphis and and feel like you want to reach out to someone, it's a free service. But Bellevue Baptist gives free biblical counseling, and I remember her telling me that the, just because it's a good thing to do, it's a good thing, it doesn't mean it's the God thing to do. And I, I had to really think about that, but what that says is, you know, we get so, so caught up in just doing things, and we think it's the right thing to do because, yes, this is good. This is good. You know, I'm helping somebody. I'm doing this, whatever, whatever. But we need to have, do we go before God? Because sometimes you may be stepping into an area where God maybe had something for that person to grow or somebody else was supposed to help that person. But we jump in out of emotion and we do this and we say this without really reflecting and taking the time to say, okay, God, where are you in this, as I said earlier? Where are you in this? Am I in this? Is this is this a place you would have me tend to or, or whatever? So let's see. Last question for step two. Um, have I let it go or has it rooted in my life? 
And I'm going to go over those real briefly just for those of you who are writing this down. Um, step two was categorize the people and their role in your life. A little bit different from the step one because it was just one person, the most important person. Then from that, their natural role in your life, whether your father, mother, aunt, uncle, friend, whatever. Number two, did he or she fulfill their prospective role and you want to grade them if, if you so choose to? Yes or no, did they fill their prospective role? Number three was, was the person capable? And you can kind of get deeper into that, um, or were they not capable? And if not, or if so, if they weren't capable, why or why not? And I gave you some, some reasons or some things you may apply there. Maybe they were not able to because they were on drugs, in jail, they were hurting themselves, or they just chose not to for whatever reason. And number four was how or did it affect you positively or negatively, and have you allowed it to to take root in your life? Number five, um, if you've allowed it to take root, basically, have you let it go? And if you have not, if you determine that you have not, then even more reason for you to dig deep in, in tonight's show and answer these questions. If you have, help someone else get through it. Because we don't miss people who are, people think that they are fooling you with their insecurities, with their uh, stuff, with their roots. But the things that you plant, if you think that what they produce is invisible to the world, they're not. The world is just not saying, hey, I see you. They're not saying that. They're telling the people behind your back. They're telling. They're talking about it one-on-one with someone else. But for the most part, you're not hiding your stuff. You're not. So moving on, step three, and I'm going to check the chat line real quick. The lines are open. <laughs> I see Mr. Kevin laying out there and, Look for God in every situation. <laughs> Kevin is back, y'all. Kevin Lane is back on Butterfly Evolution. Welcome back, Kevin. You've been missing. Um, step three, list any major incidents, occurrences, or people in your life that has caused you great joy. I know you guys thought I was going to say pain because that's what this world seems to live on, but Step three, the first thing in step three, list any major incidents, occurrences, or people in your life that caused you great joy. And hopefully one of the people will be the person, uh, the person would be one of the person that you named in step one or at least one of the people out of step two that has caused you great joy, okay? And you can, again, incidents, occurrences, or people – you don't have to have all three, but out of one, you should have one an answer for at least one of those. And if I would prefer it would be the, the people or the person. Now, um, the second step is list any major incidents, occurrences, or people again in your life that caused you great pain. I wanted to get the joy out first, but that's these two steps are very very important. Okay. And, again, if you all need me to repeat any of these um, before we end the show, we've got a little bit more to go, I'll, I'll gladly do so, or you can send me an email or comment after the show, and I'll check that as well. So um, I am, I, as we work to end, one common root 
that I'm finding as I continue to grow in my life and taking it back to the first commandment from God is basically love. God is love. I'm, I just feel that people are so lacking in the area of unconditional love that I know you have my back regardless You love me no matter what, unconditionally. doesn't mean that you don't um, set me straight sometimes because that's what love is all about. When you really love someone, you don't want them to remain in their stuff. You want you, when you get to a point where you really want the world to be happy, that you've taken that upon your shoulders, upon your heart, upon your daily life, that you want, if you could just walk around and give out happiness and say, what is it that I can do for you today? That is a hard place to be. It's a hard um, heart to carry because, again, you can't save everybody. But in your heart, you so desire to. You look at people and you see their pain, and sometimes you can't, you know that you can't do anything about it. But it's, in those times when you know that you can't do anything about it, are we praying for those people? And if if we be honest, absolutely not. We're not. I I started keeping a prayer journal because I found myself telling people that I was going to pray for them, and I found myself days going by and I I had not prayed for them. So much so I shared with a friend that I was going to turn one of my walls into a prayer wall and with paint it with chalk and start writing the names on there and, and just look to erase the names as God answers those prayers. But so often we tell people, I know I was, that I'll pray for you for this, and we get so caught up in our addiction to this world until we even forget to pray for the people that we told them that we would pray for. So how how much faith or how much love do you have for prayer? As well, because as we say, if we think prayer changes things, then why aren't we doing more of it, including me? But I feel that the one common root, and again, tonight's show is what's the root of it all, the one common root, if not the major root of it all, because as you answer the questions or as you will answer those questions that I gave out to you, it's going to come back in a sense that I just didn't feel like the person, the most important person, like step step one, who was the most important person in your life. Hopefully the most important person that you listed would be the one that brought you the greatest joy in your life. And if not the most important person, then step two asks you to list several people that were in your life according to those times. Hopefully it was one of those. And then answer the other questions as well. You know, if that person brought you great joy, who was that person to you? Why do you feel that they brought you the greatest joy? Did you feel loved by them? Do you feel loved by them now? Did you get what you needed from them? It all stems back to love. God God is love. So if we're not, if you're not loving your brother, loving your sister, loving your neighbor, loving your boss that you don't like, when you're acting or living out of love, 
and you are saying that you're attached to God who is love because if I'm if I'm made new, if I'm Christ-like because of my transformation, of my change, of my deliverance, of my bondage, then I'm like God now. And now I am love. So just to operate outside of that throws me off. So if I'm operating in anything other than love, the battle is lost there because now I'm feeling like I don't belong anyway because I'm in a realm that I don't belong in. That's something to think about. I'm going to check the chat line one more time. The lines are open. I see we have a lot of people out there. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight. Um, And I hope that you're getting something from this and you will take it and make it applicable to your life. Here's step four, and, and we'll kind of end it after that. I have a great number of questions for step four. How are we for time? Okay. I wanted to get this show in an hour, um, so we're doing good. I have about maybe seven, eight minutes, I think, to go. Step four is some questions that uh, I wanted to put out there and have you answer again and, and kind of do your shorthand for these because some of them, I have a good number of them and some of them are a little bit long or a two-part question. Number one, what's your perception of what, and who you are, okay? What's your perception of what and who you are, okay? Um, I think, and I, I want to elaborate on that question a little bit more. Um, we don't address, well, let me back up. How or when is the last time you've kind of said, who am I? What do I stand for? What are the things that I do when no one is looking? What do I say when no one's looking? How does my demeanor change from work? And I, I think we talked about this on, on Eric when we had Erica Murray on, CEO to the Power of You. But we talked about um, are you a collective person, basically? Are you the same every day, meaning wherever you are, or are you different based on if you're at work or at church or with this friend or with that friend, does your demeanor, do you change based on where you are or who you're with? Because if so, then that sets confusion because you don't know who you are. You have to put on the right person for the right occasion with the right person, you know, with the, the right person at that time. So ask yourself that question and answer it for yourself. Um, it's so important to know who you are. And and ask someone else that question. Who do you think I am? What do you think I stand for? What's my passion? What's my purpose? What's my gift? Ask them that. And I think I just gave you a few of the questions at the end, but that's okay. Um, what's your perception of what and who you are with that question? So I want to give you a few words that mean the same as perception. Insight, awareness, view, and opinion. So what's your opinion of yourself? What's your view? What are you aware of about you, That the parts that you're aware of that you give the world and also those parts that you don't allow the world into? So that's the question for you. 
What are you lacking in life? What are you lacking in life? I'd say list at least at least three things and then categorize it number one, number two, number three, number one being the most important. What are you lacking in life? What are your expectations of people? And are you clear in delivering your expectations? And that's one question but two part a two part question. So what are your expectations of people? And are you clear in delivering your expectations? And that's one that you could go back and reflect to the now, um, the people that are in your life now. What are your expectations of them? And have you been clear in delivering your expectations? What do you need from them? What do you want from them? What could they do to make life better for you? What could you do to make life better for them? How could you bring things to amends and and move forward? Okay, next question. Who is the most important person or persons in your life? And I'm asking that again. I know you've answered that, but I want you to answer that again. I really, and this is in the now. Okay. Who has made the largest positive impact in your life? In the now again. Remember we had the question a little bit earlier about the joy who's brought you the most joy. I want you to really see how these questions um, are the answers. Reflect on the answers and see who's who's kind of all over the place. What person in your life is kind of here and there on a couple of questions. Um, who's had the, the largest negative impact in your life? Goes back to the previous question as well. Who and or what has hurt you more than anything? Who and or what has hurt you more than anything else? What tops it? What event changed your life like nothing else? What event changed your life like nothing else and why? Very important question. Next one. Is there someone that you have not forgiven? If yes, why? Next question, and we're almost there. What is your greatest fear? Next one. What is your greatest desire? And if you're kind of confused about these, you know, just as we look at all this stuff on TV, start looking, reading, you know, find out what these words mean. We use words all the time. I know I do. I, I use words all the time. And, and I remember someone asking me, and I believe it was on this show, to to explain what that meant. I knew what it meant, but, you know, just to, to put it in words, it's hard to do that. So it's really it's it's really important to understand, you know, like for instance, what is your greatest desire? What 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 do you need? What do you crave? What do you wish for? That's that's what I mean by that question. And these questions I gave you earlier just kind of slip of the tongue, but um 
What is your purpose, passion, and what is your gift? And what is the difference in those? What's your purpose, your passion, and what is your gift? What is, this is the next question, what is your biggest regret? Your personal, your biggest personal regret and why? And this is who, okay, this is another one, um, very important one. Who is it that you have hurt, that you have hurt or caused pain to, and have you been forgiven? Have you, have they, this person forgiven you? Have you asked for forgiveness? And have you forgiven yourself? But most importantly, who is it that you feel that you've hurt or caused great pain? And have has this person forgiven you? And have have you forgiven yourself? Okay. That's the last of my questions, of my little series of questions. And again, I hope that uh, you all take the time to answer these questions um, in your alone time. Remember Proverbs 4.23, above all else, guard your heart for everything. Everything you do flows from it. And we got to keep our minds on becoming more Christ-like. And how do we do that? Read the Word. Become doers of the Word. Be convicted when you're not. Pray for deliverance. Ask God, where are you in this situation? Whether you whether it's a situation that you got yourself into or not, don't be so conformed and addicted to the patterns of these world. Let some of these things go, because if you're taking part of them, they're taking part in you. They're becoming you're becoming them, and they're embedded in you. They're rooting in your life. So. As you live day to day and life happens, are you guarding your heart? Are you being mindful? Are you having a discerning spirit about people, places, and things in your life? What you allow, who you allow. Again, because that flows. Those things embed in you. They plant in you. They root in you, and it flows in your life. Surely we get ourselves into some things. Surely we do but for God's grace and mercy. But don't allow your past, your childhood, don't allow those things that you listed earlier. Don't allow your childhood, your your teenage years, your adulthood, um, meaning your yesterday and your adulthood, don't allow your now to, to be formed from those things. Even in, if you're an adult now listening to this show and you think about your now, let that be two different things. Because your now is what do you want? Who are you? Who do you need to forgive? Who needs to forgive you? What are some things that you've allowed to root in you that you can do nothing about, but you are still allowing them in your day-to-day world? You're plant, you planting them over and over again, watering them with the plant food. So that's what your now becomes about. Who are you today in Christ? Who are you? What do you want? Because those things, unless you know you want it, 
first of all, if you don't claim that, hey, this is the life that I want, this is what I need, this is what I want, and the word says he'll give us the desires of our heart. That that verse used to confuse me so often. Really? Because there's many things that I was desiring that I did not have and did not they didn't seem that they were anywhere near me. But when you get to a point where you realize your heart, when your heart has become one with God, with word, the word, with obedience, with prayer, then the things of your heart, God is able to give you because you're, you're, you're one heart now. You're one. Your desires become duplicate to his desires. He's love, so you're love. So all the fruits of the Spirit, they're you. Not just one of them, all of them. That's when you get the desires desires of your heart, when you guard your heart and you become one with your creator, who is love. And remember I said the one thing, if we just if we could just end this show with one thing, we're all lacking in some way from that unconditional love from usually one or two people that we really, really, really needed it from. And that seed has planted and has grown so deep in your soul until nothing. You may have some temporary fixes. You may go by the things. You may have the relationships that just bring you that temporary joy. But at the end of the day, if you find that you're finding yourself in the same places with the same people going through the same things, whoa, it's time to dig up the roots. And throw some of them away. Or just move. Think about having to uproot an oak tree. So depending on how old you are and how much you've let these things grow, you might just have to call in somebody else to do it. And and what I mean by that, get some help. Talk to people. You're not in it alone. Get some help. Go talk to someone about what you're going through. That alone is freeing. That's the first step. Now, is there other things you have to do? Do you have to live the life? Do you have to practice the life? Do you have to become that new life? Absolutely. But you got to dig deep. And hopefully these questions will help you um, dig deep. And as you answer those questions, you may have more to add for yourself. Because, again, those are just ones that I thought of as I was working on the show. But the last portion of the show, and, and the lines are open if anybody has anything they want to get in, questions, comments, do I need to repeat a question. But the last part of the description is the part where it talks about this. We run from relationship to relationship, job to job, car to car, and our new piece of wardrobe or new piece of furniture but again, nothing seems to consistently work or provide the joy and that peace that surpasses all. And as I said, we find ourselves kind of in the same old rut. But you can't hide from it. That's why you find yourself in the same old rut, because you're trying to hide or act as if it doesn't exist or ignore it. All the while, you've seen the plants grow from those roots, from those seeds. And as I said, you're not hiding it. You're not hiding it. And just as I avoided all these years 
I've hated those plants out there in front of my house. I've hated them, absolutely hated them. But to see them come up, I'm going to tell y'all, it simply made me cry. It's as, as crazy as that sounds, it made me cry. I mean, sitting in the floor crying because I'm thinking about life, I'm thinking about the roots, and that my friend got the same revelation that I did. It just made it just it just makes you think of how how helpless people feel that don't seek God. Because if I didn't have God in my life these last few years, truly seeking God, and not that I've had perfect days, as you guys know, I've I've come on and shared days that I've struggled. I remember the weekend, I think I shared with you, that I struggled the entire weekend, but I just stayed in my word, stayed in my word. So the way I, I look at that is I do read my word, I do pray, um, and I do seek obedience. I, I I really long to be obedient. But what, and, and I still struggle days. So what are the people going through that don't do any of that? That's when somebody can just kill you and, and go to jail and not think anything about it. Those are the people that can molest a child and be okay with it, find some reasoning to it before they do it, after while they're doing it, and after they do it. Those are the people. That's what you turn into. So God first. Pray your way out. Read read the word. Read your way out. Cry your way out. Whatever. But you got to get God in your life. Because you can't do this world without God. And if you reflect on your now and who you are, what you are, what's your passion, what's your purpose, whatever your gifts, those three questions, whatever they are, find a way to do them. That's a, that's the start of joy as well. Some of us have gifts that are just burning inside of us. Burning away every day that goes by that you're not operating or or working towards being able to operate in those things. Your purpose, your passion, and your gifts at least reflect or focus on making one of those happen. But we, we choose the world. We choose the job so that we can pay for the house, car, buy the three four hundred dollar purse, go to every concert, eat at the finest places, and we're dying spiritually. We're dying inside. You can't even really enjoy the things because you're dying, you're unhappy. And you're just waiting on the next fix. And it temporarily works. So I am going to end there. Um if you have any questions, now is the time to get them in. Um, and if you missed anything and you find out later that you've missed something, feel free to, to send me a message either on Facebook or you can do it through Butterfly Evolution as well. You can send me an email through the site there. Um, but just reflect on your life. Calm down, settle down. Get off the phone, turn off the TV, stop the texting, um, calm down, enjoy quietness, enjoy some alone time with God. Ask God to 
reveal your roots to you, your bondage, and pray for deliverance. Pray for forgiveness. Pray that you are forgiven by the ones that you've hurt, and then forgive yourself. And make tomorrow a brand new day. Make every day a brand new day. So dig them up every night. Or see yourself, visualize yourself digging something up every night. Digging up that anger. Digging up that bitterness, that unforgiveness. That lack of of self-worth. The inability to love because you feel like you've never, ever been loved completely and wholly by anybody. And as you go through all that process, remember that nobody, not your mom, not your dad, not the person that you listed as the most important person, nobody loves you more than God. Nobody. And no one wants happiness and and that abundant life for you more than your creator. Because remember it says, for God so loved the world, so loved the world. Because I wouldn't give up Brandon for y'all. There's some people that I say I love. I wouldn't give up Brandon for, I'm sorry. I just wouldn't. I'm just keeping it real. I just wouldn't. Not even in the state that I'm in now. I just couldn't do it. I say y'all can have me, but you can't take it. Not my child. I wouldn't. But God so loves the world, just all of us, you, me, even in our wrong stuff, even in our doings, our goings, our backsliding, our, whew, and we're blessed beyond reasons. We're so blessed. And we still want more. We still chase more. And we lack nothing. Lack nothing. I can sit here and think of some things that I think I just won't. But I lack nothing. Today, I lack nothing. So what should I want? The only thing I should lack or feel that I need to have more of in my life is God and the Word of God. And as I mentioned, being disconnected, not loving, puts us in a whole ram, another ram anyway. So think about the way that you love. Think about the way that you receive love because tomorrow is not promised. And uh, it would be a terrible thing to die and think you're on your way to heaven and wake up in hell. It'd be a terrible thing. So I'm going to check the chat line. If we don't have anything, I see you guys out there. I see Mr. Kevin is still hanging with us in the chat line as well. I want to just welcome him back again because he's been missing. I'm going to just keep saying that. And uh, for those of you who have listened, I see that we have many callers out tonight. You guys were really quiet, but I hope that is because you have taken note of all of these questions and you're going to take the time to answer them in your private time and be honest with who you are, where you are, why you're there, who's hurt you, all those questions. Be honest with yourself. This is for you. You're digging up your roots while people are sleeping. Just imagine yourself out there digging at night, 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, quietly, silently digging. So this is for you. And then as you dig, 
If you want to show people what you've dug up and what you've been dealing with and ask, how can I do this? How can I get out of this? Do that. Don't give Satan what he so desires is your soul, your abundant life, your joy, the fruits of the Spirit. Don't give don't give those up. So that being said, last call for callers. You select the number one if you do have a question or you just want to comment on tonight's show. Be glad to hear from you. So this is uh last time for that and chat line as well. Okay, we're okay there. All right, well, that being said, um, I'm going to let you go so you can get your shovels, get your Bible, whatever it is that you need to dig up the roots and uh, remind you of the show tomorrow night. Uh, Steve Johnson will be on The King and You. Uh, That is, for our new people, I see we have some new numbers, that is um, a ministry for, it's for men, but women, if you tune in, you'll learn a lot as well. Uh, as we work to try to bridge the gap. Um, Because if if love is it, then we're all seeking love. We're all wanting love. Um, Of course, love God, love yourself. But we're also seeking that one person that we feel will love us unconditionally and and help us do life uh, in this life. So, Women, we have a lot that we can learn. Uh, Steve just kind of kind of brings it raw, shares his life, his woes, his accomplishments, how he come to this point in his life. So, join him tomorrow, eight o'clock. And remember, if you can't, all shows are archived, and you can listen at your leisure. So, that being said, I want everybody to go dig up some roots, and um, I'm gonna maybe ask some of you that go through these questions next Monday, if you don't mind. I don't know what the topic will be, but next Monday I may just dedicate the first few minutes of the show for people to kind of, if if you so desire, to share with us how this show has helped you, if it helped you, the questions and, and so forth. So dig deep tonight, live better tomorrow, love better for sure. Start that tonight. Love yourself. Thank you all for listening. Have a good night. God bless.